excuse me, let me tell you something. When America opened the floodgates, what do you think they were doing it for? Because, because they were trying to save us from poverty? No, they did it because they needed us. They needed us to build their cities and dig their subways and to make them richer. The Carnegies and the Rockefellers, they needed worker bees and there we were. But some of us didn't want to swarm around their hive and lose who we were. But we had the balls to take what we wanted. You been listening to me? You're born to this shit. You are what you are. We're in a situation where everybody involved knows the states. And if you're going to accept those states, you got to do certain things. soldiers. We follow codes, orders. All due respect, you got no fucking idea what it's like to be number one. This is the course I've chosen. And those of you that are not with me on it, well that makes me sad. And it'll be dealt with in time. Do you remember one thing that you better hear? Do you want to talk about this old school bullshit about the rules? Well, here's a rule you might remember. I'm the motherfucking fucking one who calls the shots. Believe me when I say that I am trying to do my best to put this in a linear order for everybody to be able to understand. So if there's any questions in regards to that, please don't hesitate to comment. I have received messages from people, multiple people, that uh, they're really resonating with the dream factor in this particular series that I'm putting out. And the only thing that I can say to that as of right now and what my response has been is keep listening because I am not the only one. I am by far not the only one. And um, again, the goal is that sharing this might help you piece things together because there is a particular group of people, um, not to segregate human beings, but there is a particular group of people that I believe at this point in time do have several pieces of the entire puzzle. So that is again why I feel very called to talk about my own and incorporate those that I have also found on the internet that are sharing their bits and pieces as well. What started in the end of 2018 was I started to receive messages from higher beings, if one will. And prior to that, I never really did. I mean, maybe, but to the best of my recollection, prior to 2018, I wasn't that person that received messages from angels, messages from, you know, archangels or higher beings. Okay. But that is what started to happen by the end of 2018. And the very first channeled message through automatic writing was on December 30th of 2018. Now, mind you, I wrote all this down, thought about it maybe for like a day or two, and you know, life continued to be life. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to read you the channeled message. We're going to start there and we're going to work our way through. Let me just take a sip of coffee real quick. People always ask me, they'll be like, how you doing? I'll be like, well, I'm caffeinated. It's the only way to be. Just so you guys know, like the title of, I dated this, which is ridiculous because I did 
I wasn't in the habit of journaling and dating, automatic writing and dating. But I did, I did do that with this. And this is actually called the Magenta Dragon. The day before I channeled this, I had a dream. I didn't write down the dream. So I can't say that X, Y, and Z is what happened in the dream. But what I can say that I remember from this specific dream is the color magenta. And I didn't quite understand it at the time. And I believe it was that morning where I had walked outside my house and with my third eye, okay, so still, you know, looking outside at the quote unquote regular world, I saw within my third eye vision this ginormous magenta dragon. Never before in my life, okay? And this sounds so out there, but just hear a bitch out, okay? But she was laying down and when laying down, her back went higher up than my two-story house. And from tail to nose, she covered about a half an acre all the way around. And it was a little strange, sure, sure, sure. And then from thenceforth is when I channeled the following. This is what it says. So we've returned to you from the stars to be closer to you and to be at your side once again, even though you are not able to see us with your present level of vision. For now we come in dreams and visions. And yes, we the dragons are real. We have known each other for a very long time and our friendship has endured the test of time. We want you to know that we are from a very distant past on this planet. Once we were honored, loved, and appreciated as healers, guardians, and protectors of the motherland. It was then we promised to always be by your side. Almost everyone, if not all, in the distant past of humanity's human experience could raise and lower their level of vibrations at will between dimensional frequencies. What you call supernatural now, things like telekinesis, precognition, teleportation, and levitation were all natural abilities that humans were gifted upon its creation. These things are not supernatural, but rather they are truly natural to your holy nature and have always been been your birthright. What was natural for humanity then is considered magic today. Now I'm just going to stop there real quick and I'm going to say in episode one, I talked about the dream that I had of the woman that I used to work with at her apothecary. And in that particular dream, she was like levitating and showing me all these things that she could do. So pin in that for a hot second. It goes on to say, the grace which humanity lived by then gradually dwindled down to a mere memory folklore, or myth of the past. Now is the time your ancient memories are being completely unveiled to you. You are going to start remembering the way to reconnect with this ability more and more in your life and the lives of others around you just as you once did in ancient times. The abilities you once knew are returning into your life for you to enjoy in an even greater measure than ever before. Humanity has been deprived of their birthright ability for so very long. At this time, those who are guided to you will indeed reconnect and remember how to use this in their daily lives as it was designed. Those choosing to learn from you will embrace their full embodiment of their true essence and enlightenment with this realization through the rise of their inherited gifts and it will once again be theirs and theirs alone to enjoy, no longer being used and suppressed. It is our intention to assist in remembering the I am power within humanity. Soon you will begin to understand what we are speaking of. We ask you to allow yourself to access the memories and the remembrance of your truest power of abilities and birthright as human beings. You must fully accept that you are a warrior of the Most High. 
You must not consent to the bondage of suppression cloaked as fear and anxiety, which is presented to you in many different ways. You all harness different abilities by design, but when combined, help heal humanity. We are simply here to help you reunite, rediscover, and harness your inherited birthright that you are designed to remember together. We are here to protect you in this mission, for there are those that will try to detour and destroy this birthright human beings have inherited. You need not worry. The Council of the Most High will not allow another detour in your mission to raise higher levels of consciousness within the awareness of the multidimensional life as a whole. It is your inherited birthright and gift to humanity. Your responsibility and ability to connect with them and project humanity's inherited birthright of electricity is far beyond what you can imagine. Once mastered together, amplification will be presented and available. As the site opens more and more, you will see you will be living in the two worlds and eventually many more as they have always been. Okay, let me just explain to you how difficult it is for me as a regular human being to read some of these things to you. I don't believe that when these channeled messages come through, I do not believe that they are just for me. I believe that they are for many human beings, free range human beings. That's my new, that's my new uh, term, but they're for many of us who are chosen. Okay. So please understand that. Now I didn't do very much with this and to the best of things that I have had written down on paper that I was told to go back, gather, put in order, this is the first channeled message that I got from, okay, apparently a dragon. But in the same breath, I do want to note that, you know, I've driven all over the country and when I'm driving through, you know, the Appalachian Mountains, all that stuff, I have always always forever and ever and ever as far back as I can remember I've always looked at those mountains and I'm like yep that's where the dragons are so I've always kind of had this innate connection with dragons and they're not like these I don't I never saw them as like these beasts you know they were just you know dragons and it was it was just a thought that always ran through my minds when going through specifically the Appalachian Mountains but there are certain things within this channeled message that I just want to point out and I'm pointing it out with reason. So birthright was something that was repetitive. Human beings was something that was repetitive and inherited was something that was repetitive, right? Equal to that, I want to say that in the beginning I wrote, we have returned to you from the stars. But then in the next couple of sentences, it says, we want you to know that we are from a very distant past on this planet. So it's actually referring to the stars and this plane of existence planet as the same thing. I know that I, I mention Raised by Spirit, 13 chapters that are available for people to listen to. And believe me, I didn't realize when I started to kind of put things together how much I was going to reference that book, but hopefully you'll understand why I'm referencing it so much. So again, that was at the end of 2018. Now going into 2019 is right around chapter eight in Raised by Spirit. And in that chapter, it's all about these experiences that I had in the house that I was living at at the time, which was a 200-year-old house that had 11 what I called earthbound spirits in the house, 11 children, and then there was one guy. Now, for context, if you don't know what an earthbound is, earthbound is like spiritual jargon. It's a soul that has not 
fully transitioned and ascended into the heavenly realm. That's the best way I know how to put it. You know, when the soul, when the spirit leaves the physical body, the goal really is, at least to the best of maybe my knowledge or anybody else's knowledge at this point in the spiritual community, is that it ascends to the higher realms, the heavenly realm, right? Well, when somebody is being referred to as an earthbound, it basically means that their soul slash, you know, spirit has not ascended all the way over to the heavenly realm. They're kind of like in this in-between stage. Again, I can only speak to my own experiences. However, another way for me to explain this to people is like, they're just like humans. They're just as diverse and dual, especially with the emotions as human beings are. So they can be assholes. They can be dicks. They can be loving. They can be funny. They can be just like we are. They just don't have a physical body anymore. And sometimes the longer that they stay in that in-between realm, at least in my experience, sometimes if it's because of fear, anxiety, or anger, it amplifies over time. Now, I never communicated with earthbounds. It was It's actually very difficult for me to communicate with somebody who is in between. It's like pulling teeth and it's very draining. But I was living in a 200-year-old house that had all these little earthbound children, you know, running about. And in chapter eight in the book, it talks about that whole experience and what their stories were right? Now, what I have come to learn is that in my experience, any earthbound that I have ever encountered generally is not fully crossed because of their own fear based off what's going to be on that other side. And it's usually based off of a deeply embedded religious doctrine or indoctrination. I always, and in the book, I refer to it as a self-created purgatory because it is something that is so deeply embedded in their spirit. It does not allow for their soul to fully transition into that pure essence of the heavenly realm, right? I do want to point out since writing the book and all these things that have unfolded that I do believe at this point, like, yes, there is that false or that self-created purgatory that earthbounds can be in. But I wasn't aware at the time of the the real purgatory, if you will, that Enoch talks about in the book of Enoch is the place which awaits all of the fallen angels. And again, I'm going to get to all of that because that is where all of this is going. Okay. At the time I was learning through and growing through the process that everything and everyone over the last 400 years started a process of transcendence into the most high's heavenly realm. Okay. There were so many people that I knew both in person and through virtual means, like they were all experiencing kind of the same thing. And if you listen to chapter eight, I actually was able to play the audio that I found, but it was solstice of 2020 when there was this I'm going to say frequency that people were picking up on their phones. I picked it up on my um, security system. I mean, I didn't know what it was at the time. So like I freaked the fuck out. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I don't know what you are. But I could see it with my third eye and there were pillars all over the place. I'm talking like middle of highways in my living room. Other people were experiencing particular areas. And every time they brought it up, I saw this huge pillar 
of green light. And the only way I know how to explain it to you is everything that was in between. And I'm going to, at the point in time in my book, I say that it's 200 years, but at this point I'm, I'm actually thinking it's a little bit more around 400 years. But point is everything that was in that self created purgatory was being sucked the fuck up. No choice. They were being embraced into the other side, to the heavenly realm. And there is a difference. This is why I'm trying to say like there's a difference between the quote unquote false purgatory that had been cycling through for 400 years versus purgatory that is talked about. Um, It's not called that, but it's talked about in the book of Enoch. And we're going to get there. The conclusion that I came to between 2019 and 2020 experiencing all these things was that in order for, I'll call it a new age, in order for things to be restored, all the cycles had to be broken, all the lower vibrational energy, both energetic, the unseen energetic realm, all of it had to transcend and dissolve for all time. This is exactly what Enoch was advised. And at the time I had no idea who the fuck Enoch was. All of which, mind you, was the beginning of what? Everything shifted because of this pandemic, right? Which from a personal standpoint, to be quite honest with you, I bought into it for approximately 14 fucking days, okay? I bought into the fact that the way that they were shutting things down on that mass scale, and it had never happened before, I bought into it for about 14 days. And after that, I said, something's not right. Now, I am not in any way, shape, form, or fashion medically educated. The only thing that I have been gifted with is everything that I have presented publicly. I have an ability to channel, right? But I bought into it for about 14 days. And after that, I said something's not right. And I had not agreed or consented to any of it since then. I went about my daily life the best way that I could under the circumstances. When people showed up to my house, um, and I was working out of my house prior to all of these other changes that took place after the pandemic, they would be like, do you want me to wear a mask? And I'm like, no. Whatever this is, I don't know exactly what it is, but I know that the mask is not required. It's not going to be beneficial. Just fucking no. I knew that there was something up with the proximity of which they were trying to separate people by six foot. I knew this because why? Because I was educated in the fact that our aura, which is emitted from the chakras, the energetic frequency was real. I knew that it was real and you could not tell me any different because when I talk about chakras, I talk about how it's directly connected to every system in your body, your immune system, your circulatory system, your endocannabinoid system, your lymphatic system. I know that it's not just the color red, you know? I know that it is a body part. It is a part of you and your operating system. So I knew that there was something up additionally with the fact that they wanted to separate people by six foot. So why? Why are we separating people by their auric field? And believe me, when I tell you that I had family members begging me to wear a mask, I had friends asking me whether or not they should take the vaccinations, this, that, and the third. And to be completely transparent, one of the things that I said to them was that you have to do what you feel is best. 
meditate on it, pray about it, and move on from there. But don't make a choice, any choice. I don't even give a motherfuck if it's about this or anything else. Don't make your choice out of fear. I knew long before that fear is a tactic. I had family members begging me to take the vaccination and I could not do it. I looked at my husband and I said, I don't know what it is, but I cannot do this. I would rather die and I am not scared to die. I know that my soul and my spirit is eternal and I have known this my whole life. Do I want to live a long, happy, healthy life? Yes, but I'm not scared to die because I don't believe in death. So again, to recap, right? So 2018, dad comes through, says, you know, All Souls Day, All Saints Day, Buddha's Day of Enlightenment. The end conclusion of that was that, yes, you know, you've communicated with those souls on the other side that have once been human and transitioned and loved ones and this, that, and the third. Let me go ahead and introduce you to St. Germain alongside of St. Michael, where it came into my realization that St. Germain was all about assisting souls break generational and karmic cycles. We're going to get into that in a hot second. And then I go through this whole year where I'm channeling other beings and I'm going to get to another channeled message here in a a hot second. I get introduced to Sekhmet. I talk about that in a great amount of depth in the book. And I start to get all of these humanity messages, collective messages that, you know, I had no idea what to do with. And all of this started right before there's this big show of a pandemic with the age old tactic of fear, right? I did not know at the time this was all connected. Now this message was from Sekhmet. The way that they talk, it's really, really mind blowing. You can definitely tell that it's not me. It's not of my way of speaking. It's very intricate. To me, I don't know if this is going to be that way for you guys that are listening, but to me, like I had to reread this and reread this and reread this to try to fully grasp the magnitude of what she was saying. And I will be 100% honest with you. It took a lot for me to realize that, yeah, part of this was very significant to chapter 13, but equally it is just as significant right now. So this is what she said. This new age or new awareness that we are embarking upon is not about a world being literally split in two where some ascend in the physical and some don't. You do not live in a simulation. That is a different approach to achieving the same old narrative through the acceptance and blind participation and integration of artificial intelligence and disconnect from the one supreme being of all. So I'm just going to stop right there. She is telling you this new cycle, this new age, all of this new awareness that is being released into our consciousness isn't about a splitting within the physical world. We don't live in a video game type of simulation like so many like to regurgitate. And she's telling you that there's there's a key thing when listening to some of these theories and these speculations of people who probably don't even know any better to look for the same old narrative. Acceptance and blind participation and the integration of artificial intelligence and disconnect from the one supreme being of all. I did not understand that sentence in its entirety until about a month ago. So moving forward, that thought process is patriarchal, dividing, and the old way of thinking 
the way we collectively are moving away from and why we are breaking old cycles. This new age and new awareness is simply a new cycle. It's about gaining the awareness of the self on a larger scale. That's allowing you to choose how you perceive your life experience, how you choose to perceive diversity in others around you and understanding your soul's journey therein. That perception to which you choose will determine where you are in the ascension process throughout entering said new age. That perception to which you choose will also determine where you are vibrating at, what level of awareness you have, or where your thoughts and feelings are operating at. So let's break that down. It's a new cycle with a larger amount of awareness of the self, okay? And there's a big part of this that is a choice. It's a choice of how you perceive the diversity, others around you, your journey, and depending on where you are in your perception depends on where you are in your level of ascension, right? Enlightenment, if you will. And equal to that, where you're vibrating at. Now, when she says where you're vibrating at, she's comparing that to your thoughts and feelings, which is all comparable to what? It is comparable to your chakra system and your energetic field or your aura system. Okay. She goes on and says, this as always is never a race. You are always guided at your own pace. However, when you practice the following as we enter a new cycle, this new age of heart-centered love and awareness, you allow each person and eventually all to live in peace, to energetically vibrate at higher levels collectively as you continue your journey to live in and experience life. This new age is being referred to by many as the fifth dimension. That is incorrect. I hope to most high that this statement echoes throughout the collective because it literally is like nails on a chalkboard for me. When people that unknowingly regurgitate such stupidity, and I know that they don't know if they knew they wouldn't say it, but it is such stupidity to say that we are entering into the fifth dimension. I say that because in future episodes, I'm sure we're not going to get to it in this one, the fifth dimension is where you're no longer in the physical. You operate as a being of enlightenment, of pure enlightenment. So no, bitch, we're not going into the fifth dimension. I digress. So she goes on and says, you are collectively moving into the fourth dimension of a mind, body, spirit experience while living in a heart-centered awareness. The practice of manifestation and meditation will allow you to reprogram your energetic frequency to higher levels. Pin in that, there's a constant repetitive theme about energetic frequencies. Now, and in that, keep it in mind. She goes on and says, the goal being to raise the level of energy that you exist and live in to a heart-centered awareness. I'm going to get into what a heart-centered awareness is because at the time when I wrote all this and I read it back, I didn't fully understand what she was saying. So if you are questioning what a heart-centered awareness is, we'll, we will get there. In time, this practice allows you to effortlessly live in higher vibrational frequencies and meditation and manifestation are two main techniques required to master as you enter in a new era and a new cycle. They are required in order to achieve a state of mind or focused perception that is heart-centered. Then she goes on and says, for hundreds and thousands of years in previous eras and cycles, you manifested and co-created your reality, yes. 
Unfortunately, collectively, you have done so without much conscious intention, without being centered in the heart, and you have left that responsibility up to everyone else, such as elected leaders, to decide for you. Hmm. Okay, when she said that, that really got me. I was like, what? Elected leaders? No, ma'am. We are not letting anybody else make that choice for me. Okay, so she says no two people live in the same reality because no two people perceive life exactly the same way and no two people have the exact same journey. The truth is you are all architects of your own perception. You are all starting to take responsibility of your gift to choose how you co-create your own life experience, your own world, and your own reality. Now, I'm going to put an emphasis on the co-create thing, okay? They're not just words, guys. I don't think that these beings speak just to hear themselves speak. Co-create is just that. You are a co-pilot. You co-create. Who is the person or being that is the other co-creator? You know, I asked a girl the other day, I said, I asked her what she believed in. And she said, well, I believe I create my own reality. And I'm like, all by yourself? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, that's a lot of responsibility for a human. I mean, we have a lot of gifts as per what they say. But to take all of creation and bear that weight on your own shoulders, that would null and void lessons. It would null and void the idea or concept of karma. It would null and void free will. We co-create. We play a part. She goes on to say, you are the one supreme being of all experiencing life and the evolution therein as the many collectively. That will make more sense if it doesn't make sense to you right now in future channelings, I promise. Then she says, yes, you have contracts with other people or souls. You may have similar journeys, but no one is exactly the same as the other. She says, the lower vibrational perception, thought process, and awareness of your life experience within duality that once placed you collectively in bondage is in a process where it is slowly being dissolved. So again, they're referencing bondage, suppression and the absolute dissolving of that. You are simply moving into a new time where more and more people are transcending lower vibrational energies by breaking old cycles through experience, awareness, meditation, and most importantly, choice. So there's another repetitive thing that they keep saying, transcendence, right? Transcendence is rising above, excelling, okay? That's that's all it means, rising above. She goes on and says more and more people are walking away from old patterns, generational cycles, and lower vibrational ways of living. You are seeing and hearing more and more people that have stopped trying to convince others around them because they are starting to remember that that is not their journey to experience. That's not their lesson and participating in another person's lesson prolongs you from your specific purpose, path, happiness, and journey back to oneness. She says oneness has never meant being the same. Oneness is a void of consciousness containing totality. That's a fucking big ass statement right there. Okay. Oneness is a void of consciousness containing totality. I don't even think people can fathom that. I mean, I get it. And anyways, she says a heart centered reality is the new cycle of experience. You must collectively walk during your journey back to oneness of self. The journey guys is all about getting back to source, getting back to self. Self and source is interchangeable. That's why she said that we are the one supreme being of all experiencing life and evolution therein as the many, right? All right. So that was all from Sekhmet. That was 
was on solstice of 2020. That was also, again, the same time when all of these energies and souls will say we're being sucked up by this green light and being forced into transcendence, being cleansed if one will, right? And returning back to the heavenly realm. So you have a lot of this cleansing concept, we'll say, going on in the invisible realm, in the in-between realm. And then you have a lot, a lot, a lot of fear tactics with the pandemic coming out. And then we have obviously all this stuff coming through with like Sekhmet and channeling higher beings and talking about collective journeys back to oneness and all of that. Was any of that done, you know, coincidental? I don't think so. I don't believe in coincidences. So I'm going to let you guys digest that. Then we're going to go into in the next episode, I'm going to go into my introduction to Enoch because prior to this, I had no idea who Enoch was and the dreams that followed. I know we didn't talk a lot about the dreams in this particular episode, but again, this is going to be the combinations of obviously the channeled messages, which is where the prophecy comes into play, the dreams equally where the prophecy comes into play and the end game. So digest that. Let me know what you think. If you have questions, make sure you comment and make sure you subscribe. If you're going to be waiting on the other episodes, I'm going to try to get them out as quickly as possible. And of course, I appreciate all your love and your support. And I also encourage you to embrace the fact that we are all in this together.